Welcome to the Safe Haven Podcast. I'm your host, Amanda. The Safe Haven Podcast is a space for you to be real, raw, emotional, vulnerable, hilarious, and or completely carefree. This podcast offers a space for stories to be shared about the lights and darks, highs and lows of life in a judgment-free zone. Join me and my powerful guests as we dive into a variety of conversations and topics. Listen from where you are, as you are. Think, laugh, and cry along with us, whether you're in your car, in the kitchen, chasing your kids, running your business, caregiving for someone that you love, getting a mani-pedi while you're in the hospital, a treatment center, sitting on the deck, on the dock, or out for a run. These weekly stories and messages will hit you right in the heart, fill up your cup, and recharge your spirits. Joining me today is the lovely, my new friend, <laughs> Annalie Gutzgazelle. And we are sitting in her beautiful apartment down in Dundas, near Hamilton. So thank you so much for joining yeah, me today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm yeah. super stoked. Yeah, me too. Yeah. It worked out really well. So we were just chit-chatting before we actually jumped in today and as to how we'd even really connected. Mm -hmm. So about a year and a half ago, one of my best friends, Erin, had won a social media contest yeah. and won a workshop. And you were one of the hosts. Yeah. So when Erin had posted that, I was like, oh, that's so sweet, whatever. She tagged you all over Instagram. And I remember thinking like, oh, I got to follow this girl now. <laughs> so I jumped on it. That's awesome. And I've just been following your journey for the last year and a half. And then when we actually started kind of more, it's one thing to follow someone. It's mm -hmm. another thing to have reached yeah. out or have someone reach out and then maintain some communication with them. Yeah, absolutely. So you had been through a breakup last year and I was in a bit of a rough, -ish, like, mm -hmm. you know, rough um, relationship situation at the time too you know or I was debating it's like man I really love this guy but I just don't know if I can do life right. with him he's such a good dude yeah. I can't spit a bad word about him but something something's yeah. just not there so I remember sending you some love and then hearing back from you was so special yeah. because it that. made you seem more real to me do you know what I mean yeah, because totally. often you think of these people that have huge followings and you've got about 47 48,000 followers yeah yeah something like that yeah which is a lot right yeah. it's a lot yeah. of people so I remember hearing back from you and being like whoa she's real yeah this that's is so hilarious. cool that's so funny though yeah it's funny how it kind of like people dissociate the person behind the screen mm -hmm. as like an actual person yeah and I, yeah I respond to like all of my dms which is really special yeah, yeah I really do like take the time sometimes like right now <laughs> they're definitely like piling up um and sometimes it's just like I'm just like okay I don't have time to like yeah. look at all this because I really want to give um like be really present with my answers and not just give something like generic yeah. response yeah um and really like take my time and you know go like lurk you a little bit and you know yeah. take the time to kind of get to know who you are a little bit and and things like that because I think it's just really awesome to connect to people that are following you on a personal level mm -hmm. that's the only reason that I'm even doing this in the first place is for that like genuine connection mm -hmm. and especially in-person connection like right now um I think that's the most like epic part about social media in general yeah. um, is that you can really like develop these relationships with people that how else would you have met mm -hmm. right and I think that's really the most special part about the app and and I'll forever be grateful that like so many amazing humans have come into my life yeah. from Instagram alone yeah. which is just like the fact that that's even a thing is just crazy, but... Yeah, well, the yeah. fact that we're even just sitting here together so Literally, special. I know. Because <laughs> when I reached out a few weeks ago, well, you were like, 
on my list when I started right. writing this That's list of awesome. people that I wanted oh. to, to have on the podcast. Yeah. And then reaching out, the fact that you were like, you just jumped in head first. Yeah. Like, I'm on it. Yes. <laughs> so it worked out so well that last night I went down to visit my friend Megan in Etobicoke. Yeah. And then you're 40 minutes away from Megan. So yeah. it's like, girl, I'll come yeah. right to you. Don't exactly. even worry That's about awesome. it. And timing was great. And then we started talking about summer plans. Yeah. And I was talking about my summer plans. And then I was like, wait a second. We have the same plans. Yeah. That's we're so insane. both within a few weeks. Yeah. Going two to days. both be in. <laughs> I know. Like I'm literally missing you by a day in yeah, England. That's crazy. And yeah. two days in Scotland. Yeah. And then we're both going to be in Bali at some point. Yeah. It's absolutely insane. Yeah. So literally like my summer plan. So on like two weeks, um, July 12th, I fly out to England. I'll be in London for like five days. Mm-hmm. And then from London, I'm going to Scotland and actually I'm meeting my, my whole family's flying out to Scotland, like my immediate family. Mm-hmm. And we're doing a little vacation for like 10 days, which will be awesome because mm-hmm. like we're all older now and it's really difficult. We all live apart. So it's really hard to like get the time to come yeah. together and as a family. And like, we haven't done like a family trip like this in I don't even know how long. So it's just going to be really, really cool. And Scotland's a place that we've always wanted to go. Um, my whole family's really into like hiking and like adventuring and things like that. And it's just, I've heard it's absolutely stunning. So I'm really looking forward to that. And then from Scotland, I will be flying to Thailand and I'm actually meeting my, one of my closest, oldest friends at the airport in Bangkok. (laughs) And she's from here. She's Canadian. And, um, so we're meeting there and then we're doing, uh, Bangkok and Thailand, uh, for I think like almost two weeks. And then we fly to Bali, um, and, and are in Bali for like a week and then to Australia. So it's just going to kind of be all over the place. Um, but I'm super stoked. Yeah. It's, I'm, I'm so, so excited. And especially I'm traveling kind of solo sometimes meeting up with a couple different people in Europe and, and things like that. So I'm, I'm definitely really looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. It's definitely like the best post-graduation yeah. gift I could give myself. <laughs> That's right. Because you only yeah. just graduated. Yeah. Like a month ago. Yeah. No, not even. No, not even a month ago. Yeah. yeah in June. Mm-hmm. Which is so crazy. And you graduated um, from McMaster. Yeah. So I, I was in uh, a Bachelor of Arts in Communications um, from McMaster. And it was awesome, honestly. Um, there were definitely times there when I didn't think that I was going to finish my degree. Um, school has always been like a little bit challenging for me in in the sense of, um, like putting effort in, like I never reached my fullest potential when it came to school for some reason, the drive wasn't there. And I'm not sure if it's because I didn't totally love what I was studying or, I wasn't super passionate about it. I'm, I'm not sure, but I, it was definitely a lesson in resilience and really saying, no, like you need to get through this and you will. Mm-hmm. Um, because I really didn't see that finish line for a long time. Like there was a time there in the second year when I was like, I honestly don't think I'm going to finish this. Um, I don't have the marks. Like there was a time in first year when I thought I, there was a good chance that I was going to drop out. Um, and I just somehow pulled through and kind of got my shit together and uh here we are so and uh, yeah it's it's amazing and I'm yeah I I haven't really taken the time to like sit with it and just say like good job Annalie but maybe I'll do that right now good job Annalie yeah good job Annalie <laughs> I know with your, you know, with your degree know, right there on the counter I know right like I just yeah I think oftentimes in life we like strive for this massive accomplishment or you know a goal mm-hmm. and then once we achieve it we're just like okay on to the next wasn't that yeah. important anyways 
meanwhile, like we've just spent four years trying to attain that goal. And then the minute it happened, I was like, eh, the next one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not that big of a deal anyways. Meanwhile, like, no, it is a big deal. It so is. I think taking the time to like, just sit with yourself and say, you know what? Like, good job. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, that's good for you. Like you got through that and you finished and yeah. you know, you achieved that goal. Be proud of that. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and then move forward. So yeah. Kind of where I'm at. Well, yes, yeah. big, big congrats. It, yeah. is, it is a big deal. And yeah. four years is a big chunk of your life. Absolutely, yeah. And it was such an interesting time. And, you know, I found my yoga practice when yes. I was, was in first year university. So, and so that was definitely interesting, kind of starting my yoga journey, being a student um, and navigating through that. I definitely get a lot of questions about, um, like, from people that are also students and how to kind of find time to get on your mat. Um, and, and this and that, and I definitely, that was a big struggle for me, but the yoga mat kind of became like a place of solitude, a place where I could really, um, take some time for myself away from like studying or away from like going to lectures and the stress and anxiety that comes up from, from being in school. Mm -hmm. So I really, that like yoga my mat became like a really like safe space of like fun and playfulness where like the world kind of shut off for a second yeah yeah i can (laughs) that resonates yeah big time and the catalyst to your yoga practice was a breakup and funnily enough yes (laughs) yeah and then to jump into a consistent yoga practice from there that's when your instagram Adventure story. Yeah, so it's hilarious actually. Um, I don't tell the story very often, but I told it to you just as we were chatting before. Um, just that I remember I had like just broken up with someone when I was in first year, and I'm such an all or nothing kind of person that like when I decide to do something, I just do it. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember like this as if it just happened, but I was driving on the highway and I was like, you know, Annalie, let's just get really into yoga. Like, let's just do it. Like, why not? <laughs> and I did. Like, and then I started practicing every day. Um, like, played my favorite music, came to my mat, um, and just, like, had a really awesome time with it. And then I started following some, um, like, yoga accounts. Um, and I was super inspired by just the, the movement and being able to flow and move your body in that way. And I really was inspired by the inversion practice, for sure. Um... And so I decided to start my own yoga account. It was actually Annalie Yogi at, for the first like six months, um, six months to a year is probably Annalie Yogi. And then um, I was basically just posting like little progress videos. There was no purpose to the account other than to just like track my own progress and connect with other um, people in the yoga community. Um, and then yeah, it kind of just grew from there over the years and and kind of has evolved with me to now Annalie Yoga. <laughs> Big time. And it's so yeah. neat because you share, you share from the heart. You really do. And oh, even with you. some of your captions and such, it's it's just a bit of a glimpse into, mm-hmm. you know, where you're at. Mm-hmm. And you're not giving huge details. Yeah. But there's enough in it that, you know, you speak from a place of care or a place of, mm-hmm. a place of pain or um, success or achievement or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really interesting. I think, like writing for me has always been I mean I've had an interesting relationship with with writing over the years we can kind of dive into that a little bit later but I think that 
I really enjoy the creative outlet that Instagram kind of provides. I love writing. I love kind of um, really sharing where I'm at and being really honest and authentic and or trying to be anyways and um, and vulnerable, which is something that I've kind of always like struggled with is like accepting my vulnerabilities and knowing that it's okay to be vulnerable. You don't always have to have all your shit together all the time, yeah. which is kind of how I grew up thinking that like I need to be this like, you know, super like, I don't know, hard, um, tough girl. Um, and while I am those things, it's also really important to, to kind of embrace that vulnerability and know that you don't have to have all your shit together and, and share that with other people because no one has their shit together, let's be honest. <laughs> You're bang on. You're right. And yeah. so I think just being super honest about where you're at and then having people be like, yes, oh my gosh, I needed to read this right now. Like, yeah. wow. That, the relatability. Absolutely. And you're just like, wow, like that, I never in a million years thought that that would touch someone. Mm-hmm. And just the, the DMs that I get and, you know, I've had so, so, so many different people reach out and, you know, talk about their experiences with depression or whatever they're going through um and really like connecting on that level and just kind of like talking it through um and almost just listening like I think that that's really been one of the most eye-opening things is that when someone reaches out to you because they feel like they've like have a connection with you or from something that they've read that you've written um and just really taking the time to like read through what they're saying and kind of talk it through, but mostly just listen and provide that space for them to um, know that it's like safe to to speak their truth and say um, what's on their mind and what they're going through and that someone is listening, someone cares, someone loves you and someone is, is there for you and will just like hold your hand and like walk you through whatever you're going through. Mm-hmm. And I think that's been super valuable from the app, I mean, entirely um and also like in person of course but yeah but definitely that's an amazing part of of instagram is just that sense of connection mm-hmm. yeah and so your followers have been mostly supportive absolutely so i know that there's like a lot of people who and definitely because i'm a little bit like smaller scale and like micro influencer i don't even know what that word really means um i don't know if i'm super comfortable with it but um i think that I personally have not experienced um, like hate uh, a whole lot. Like I've gotten a few messages here and there, you know, unfriendly comments about something that I'm wearing or um, yeah, there's always definitely like the (laughs) creepy, not wanted, inappropriate comments that come from certain people. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, I think, for me, I, I'm very fortunate that I, I'm not bombarded with, with all of that, like, hateful negativity. Um, but, but yeah, that's definitely not something I have a lot of experience with. But when it does happen, I mean, you only remember, you know, the hateful comments. But mm. at the same time, like, they're, I just have to think of it logically and look at all of, like, this positivity and, like, thoughtfulness and like care that is sent my way on a daily basis is it blows my mind sometimes yeah when I'm just like not feeling good and like I get like 15 or 20 dms from different people just being like hey girl like thinking of you you know I'm here and like I don't even I haven't even met you we maybe have not even had a conversation it's just like wow like 
you know, like this community is so epic and that will always outweigh the negativity always. Mm. Yeah. That's, that's really beautiful that it's a space well that you can be real and raw and vulnerable into mm-hmm. and are accepted as such. Absolutely. And I think kind of having that security in myself is definitely important and like that I'm I'm confident in in who I am and I think that that helps with being vulnerable is having that like inner confidence to know like I don't really like if you have something negative about about something that I have to say or share or or the way that I live my life I that has nothing to do with me Mm-hmm. You know, that's, yeah. that's, that's your thing. That's, that's only to do with you. Um, you know, and I think that that's your opinion and perspective. Um, and I'm going to keep doing, yeah. the, you know, and trying to be the best person that I can be. Yeah. Okay, so then on that note, self-awareness, can mm-hmm. you speak a bit about the importance of self-awareness? Yeah. So I think like over the years, um, I've always, I was always kind of an interesting kid Mm -hmm. um, who was really curious, asked a lot of questions at a really, really young age, didn't have a lot of a filter, (laughs) Um, and always really introspective. Um, I would always kind of ask, like, my parents these really convoluted, deep questions, like, really philosophical um, and we would have these epic conversations about, you know, life and in general, and I really, that gave me the sort of like opportunity and openness to really explore who I was as a person, um, and how I work and kind of figuring myself out over the years. Um, and I think that's super important to kind of look within yourself, um, and see where you're at. And I think I take like, you know, probably like once a week, I kind of sit down with myself and it can be in the form of any type of like meditation practice, or perhaps it's just like a long drive or like a walk, um, where you're just, you don't have any sort of met like other stimulation, like no phone or maybe you have music. And I just kind of like sit with my thoughts and I'm kind of like, okay, I like take the time to like logically evaluate where Annalie's at in her life, um, and how this week went and how certain social interactions went. Um, and perhaps there was a, a negative or kind of uncomfortable interaction that I had in the past week. And I kind of, I, I like to unpack that a little bit and see my role that I played and my responsibility in that interaction. And it doesn't have to be this big, um, sort of realization or anything. It's just putting perspective on a, on small situations Mm -hmm. And saying, you know, I don't really want to do that next time. I didn't really appreciate the way that I, that I reacted in that situation. I didn't like, cause you can't control anything, but the way that you are, um, and the way that you react in certain situations and that's your power. And so I like to just say, okay, this was my responsibility in this certain social situation or what, whatever it may be. Um, and I don't want to do this next time. Right. And I think that's how like growth happens is through looking at the big picture and, you know, taking those small moments of, of solitude and kind of, um, examining and evaluating where you're at right now, um, and coming back to like present moment, Mm -hmm. um, that are really important and vital for personal growth, I think. 
And you're in complete control of that. Absolutely. Um, and yeah, I just think that's been like very pinnacle in, in my own self-awareness is just mm-hmm. taking that time to really be honest with yourself, like cut the bullshit yeah. and say, nope, like I fucked up, <laughs> like pardon my language, but I think you just have to be honest with yourself sometimes and like take responsibility and mm-hmm. know the areas where no like that this is on me and this is where I can improve and I'm going to improve ownership absolutely well it's it's we see it all the time where it's just it seems to be so much easier to just kind of you know place the blame elsewhere but absolutely. if you really turn introspective and you start being more aware of your own actions your own words totally um, yeah big time the yeah. ownership is key yeah absolutely and I think just over time when you kind of develop a little bit of this practice of, of getting introspective and kind of, um, you know, really looking at your life from like a third party observer, you look at the big picture, you step outside yourself and your own biases and you look at things differently. And I think mm-hmm. that that's so important to constantly do is get out of your own head and, and, and kind of see things differently. And that's so much easier said than done. Yeah. <laughs> because things like emotions tie into mm-hmm. that and it makes it very debilitating sometimes and perhaps difficult to step outside yourself and what you're feeling in that moment um, and see the bigger picture. But I think it's so, for me, it has been necessary for, for growth and for moving through things. Um, and to just get to know myself at, in every season because do you think then you have always had this self-awareness or has that been through your journey with yoga? I think yoga definitely played a really big part in that self-awareness. It brought things to the surface. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have notoriously been someone who suppresses emotion, um, you know, I'm a very Aquarius, Aquarius, mm-hmm. um, both my moon and sun are in Aquarius. And so I struggle with being vulnerable and with connecting to my emotions. Um, and perhaps I'm a little detached at times, especially detached from anything emotional. And so I think for me, the, I tend to compartmentalize my life. So certain things happen let's say a bad situation or something negative happens in my life I I tend to compartmentalize it and put it into a little box and like okay I'll deal with this emotion at this time I don't have the capacity yet to do that so I put it in these little boxes and (laughs) like squared away and sometimes I never deal with it because it's so suppressed Um, and to the point where perhaps I even forget that certain situations happen, um, like past relationships, bad situations that have happened years and years ago, um, that I honestly like have a hard time remembering that moment in my life because I have no emotional attachment to it. Right. Um, and in some ways that's one of the best qualities I have. And in some ways it's the worst, Mm -hmm. right? It's almost this weird, um, like balance between the two. Um, because I think that, you know, I need to be more vulnerable and be okay with that. And that's honestly what Instagram has really like helped me with and people saying, no, like it's okay to not be okay. Yeah. Um, and I think 
that that's been really important for me to kind of understand that you don't, again, like I said, have to have everything together all the time and none of us do. (laughs) So yeah, I think that yoga has definitely just brought things to the surface. Um, and, and kind of, again, help me put things into perspective Mm -hmm. a lot just from taking space and being present. Yeah. What would you say when it comes to gratitude or gratitude practice or what does gratitude Mm -hmm. look like, feel like, taste like in your life? So gratitude to me, it's an everyday, I want to say practice, but it's not something... It is something in times of where I'm feeling really low that I do come back to and that I consciously come back to. I'm like, okay, what are things you're grateful for? But for me, it's the kind of, you know, I'm walking outside and I'm feeling like the sun on my face and the wind in my hair and I'm just like, wow, I'm so happy to be alive. Um, Or, you know, when my dog wakes me up by snuggling her butt against mine and like we like kind of spoon in the morning. Yeah. you know, and I'm just like, have these like waves of like, wow, like this is special. Mm -hmm. It's like the tiny little moments where, or, you know, when my favorite song plays when I'm on my yoga mat and like, I don't know, some, I start dancing and like, I start like singing and laughing and it's just a really joyful practice. I think that's where the gratitude comes in and that like, it's in all of the little things and not to mention my epic family that is Mm -hmm. like, seriously, like I have the greatest support system, um, that I've both like cultivated with my friendships and also just, I'm so, so grateful for the family that I have and for, you know, they're just amazing humans who have, it's nothing but support and love. Constant. Um, Yeah. And it's just communication, support, love, um, and only wanting what's best, um, for each other. And Mm -hmm. I think that's really special. Um, and that's something I will cherish for the rest of my life. Yeah. So, yeah. Let's back up a bit. Basic timeline, like a cold note. Yeah. You were born in Germany. <laughs> yeah, fun fact. Uh, so, yeah, I was born in Germany. Um, I was born in Munich. So, long story short, my mom's Canadian, my dad's German. They ended up meeting in California. Um, and then... You know, many moves, many... I have two older siblings. Um, Later, we end up in Germany. They have me. And then we move to Canada. And, um, yeah, so I grew up in Oakville. um, Went to high school there, whole nine yards. And then I was actually a competitive hockey player um, for about 10 years. So that took up a lot of my Mm -hmm. time. Um, And I think that's where, like, my... um, tenacity, dedication, commitment definitely comes from, um, is, is from the, like, just being an athlete and, and training and things like that, um, and I absolutely love it. I have grown up, um, in a very athletic family, um, mm-hmm. and, you know, I think just, like, healthy lifestyle has always kind of, um, been around me, um, and so I definitely, I, I, I loved the like hockey journey and everything that that kind of taught me. Um, but I definitely closer to the end of my hockey career, <laughs> so to speak. Um, I, I lost a little bit of passion for the sport. Um, and I find like when I'm not passionate about something, I just, I, I can't continue on mm-hmm. with good conscience. So, um, yeah, I ended up 
quitting hockey when I was in grade nine um, and kind of went through a bit of a rough period in my early teen years. Um, high school years, I definitely, because I didn't have a routine anymore because hockey was like my whole life and then I had no fitness routine. Um, I wasn't really doing anything. I got into a really not the best crowd of people um, when I was in high school and started to really experiment with substances and um, just went down a, a pretty dark path that I didn't want to be in. Um, and I think that led to, you know, like some substance abuse led to depression and, you know, everything that kind of comes along with it. It's all just a, a cycle. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, there was definitely a, a big pinnacle turning point when I was in my last year of high school. Um, there was just some, some pretty serious personal things that kind of went on in, in my family and I needed like to get my shit together. Mm -hmm. um, and that I was a wake up. Yeah, it yeah. was a it was a complete wake up call. Yeah. Of just like Annalie, get your shit together. Yeah. Like enough. Yeah. Um and yeah, it was that honesty. Yeah. <laughs> that brutal honesty of like, stop. Mm -hmm. Stop. Enough. Be there for the like you have an amazing family. Get your head out of your ass. Stop. Yeah. Um and I did. <laughs> um, I you know, I completely disconnected from my social circle. I was pretty much isolated um, for an entire year um, and got out of that uh, space um, and stopped doing drugs. Um, and that was difficult, I'm not gonna lie. Um, I did it alone um, and it, it wasn't easy, but I, I needed to mm -hmm. because I, it was just a, such a wake up call for me. And I did, and I never looked back. And <laughs> I, it was a crazy time for me. Um, but then I, I got into university. Mm -hmm. I went from having an extremely low average, grade 9, 10, 11, to getting honor roll in grade 12. I don't know how I pulled that out of my ass, but I did. <laughs> um, getting into the university I wanted to go to, <laughs> really good school. Um, and then, yeah, like restarting my life and, you know, kind of funnily enough, actually. Um, so my name is Anna Lee. That's on my birth certificate. But growing up, everyone called me Annie. So in high school, everyone called me Annie. So all my social media, it was Annie, 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 Annie. And I never resonated with that name. It was just because I was German. People had a hard time pronouncing my actual name. And so <laughs> then when I went to university, it was like I like I just like totally like revamped my life and I was just like Anna Lee on all my social handles um <laughs> and just introduced myself as Anna Lee and like now like I'm Anna Lee and like I like was like rebirthed in this yeah. like you know like totally different person yeah um and then got into yoga um and so it's it's super interesting how you know things can change quite quickly and I said this to you before but I truly believe that you have the power to change your situation. Um, perhaps you can't change your situation or your circumstances, but you can change the way that you react to them. Um, and you can change, like, do your part. What are you, like, what, what do you have control over in certain situations? And just knowing that you don't have to stay there. Mm -hmm. um, like, I didn't need to stay in that, you know, 
drug phase and I easily could have, yeah. um, but I didn't want to. Right. Um, I didn't want to be depressed anymore. That wasn't a life that I was interested in, you know, and I think who is interested in that? Of course not. But I think for me, it was just such a, um, um, a realization that like, I don't want this anymore and I'm going to do everything that I can to change it. So that meant, you know, removing everyone in my life that was currently there socially. Um, that meant, you know, really putting in the work to, um, realize like who Anna Lee was as a person and what the past couple of years had done to me and, you know, my mental state, um, and taking time to get to know Anna Lee in a sober Anna Lee and, you know, the Anna Lee I wanted to know mm -hmm. and almost like reinvent myself in a way. Um, and I thought that was, it was really important and I'm, you know, it's been like seven years. I'm completely out of that lifestyle entirely. Mm -hmm. Um, and I feel amazing and I haven't really looked back since. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> On the topic of friendship in particular, mm -hmm. when you're kind of reinventing yourself and you're right. introducing yourself as Annalie <laughs> and whatever, well, university is a really special place to meet right. people, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. So can you talk a bit about the importance of friendship yeah. or how your perspective of friendships has shifted? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So it's really interesting. I've never been like a girl that had a big group of girlfriends. Um, I always had, you know, one-on-one -on -one friendships. Um, and I never really had a lot of them. And I remember I was dating this guy <laughs> and I always felt a little bit insecure about the fact that I didn't have a lot of girlfriends. Like I couldn't just call up a group of girlfriends to go out with, with his friends. Um, and so it was always kind of an insecurity of mine. Um, and I remember after we ended up breaking up, I just was like, Okay, nope, now it's time to kind of really work on female friendships. Like, mm -hmm. let's do this. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I just, like, manifested it. Like, I don't know how it happened, but, like, a month later, I met one of my best friends, Taylor. Um, and after that, I, you know, uh, just a bunch, like, epic, epic women came into my life. Just honestly, this past year. Um, and all from different walks of life. Not all, you know, not all practice yoga. A fair amount of them do. <laughs> Um, but you know, from all walks of life, all with much different, um, like talents and, and, um, like amazing qualities about themselves that are so different to mine. Um, and I just think it's so epic to just have a true support system where you can just go to that, like whoever it may be and, and just really like know that you have someone to lean on mm -hmm. um, and, and really value those female friendships, which I didn't value before at all. Um, I just, it wasn't something that I put time or effort into mm -hmm. because I was always in long-term relationships. So when, you know, I kind of realized that it's honestly been the most special Thing and honestly, probably the best part of 2019 so far, Yay. right? Is just, I mean, and 2018 is just kind of this, yeah, really, really um, working through and trying to really build and like cultivate these relationships with women because I just think it's it's super important and I never realized that until this year. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, and it's yeah, it's been amazing. And do they live locally? 
So some of them do. Um, so I actually did my teacher training in Hawaii. Um, so I feel like that was kind of the pinnacle turning point a little bit because I went there and then developed these like strong relationships with women that were from all over the States. Um, and so now I have like these like epic friends in all over the world. Um, not to mention from, from Instagram, I've met up with quite a few people in person um, that we've just kind of like developed a relationship with over the years. And it's just awesome. And then a lot of them are are local and I get to see them more often. Mm -hmm. And it's, yeah, it's honestly, it's the best. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're lucky to have yeah. that. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, one of my best friends growing up, um, her mom said to me once, and I'll never forget it. She said, I would rather have four quarters than a hundred pennies. Yeah. And she was relating that to friendships. <laughs> I love and I that. Thought, I love that because I know a lot of people. Mm -hmm. I tend to kind of keep my cards closed. Mm -hmm. um, that's another thing I'm working on too is because I am such an emotional person. Mm -hmm. But I think when you're able to be vulnerable, kind of like practice what you preach type thing, right? right? And allow certain people in, you're ultimately learning more about yourself too. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. And their perspectives can help shape yours. Absolutely. And just being able to have these really like raw conversations where, you know, at times it's really joyful and really fun and really lighthearted, but at other times, you know, like if shit hits the fan, like you have mm -hmm. a support system. Mm -hmm. And I, because I'm such an independent person, who has always just relied on myself. <laughs> um, I think for me to know that there is like, not a huge group, but a core group of, of women that I know, like no matter what would like have my back mm -hmm. is just like the most special feeling. Yeah. Um, because that's not a boyfriend, that's not family, that's someone who is like choosing to, you know, really be supportive of you and you know it's not a romantic relationship but yeah. that doesn't mean it's any less important that's right so yeah it's definitely been super super amazing mm -hmm. and yeah a really yeah very best part of this year for sure <laughs> oh nice yeah on the topic of relationships just in general mm -hmm. this is just an out there question but what would you say are the five biggest or best qualities that you as an individual bring into a relationship? <laughs> um, so I think number one, I would say communication. Um, so important. Definitely the most important. Um, I love conversation. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's why like, this is my jam. <laughs> yeah. Cause like, I just love to talk. Like I could, yeah, love to talk. Um, and like love to listen. I love to learn about people. I just, I love people honestly, mm -hmm. like getting to know people's yeah. stories and, and everyone's so different and has like so many amazing qualities that are so different to mine and mm -hmm. different to everyone else. And just kind of seeing like, I don't know, the beauty in every single person in your life. That's also where, where gratitude really comes in as well. It's just, I think that with, with every single person that I meet, Within, I honestly could say probably like ha an hour of talking to them, I could like pinpoint five different things that's like epic about them. Yeah. Um, and just, you know, and I think we should just tell each other that more. It's just like, well, no, this is unique about you. And like, this is cool. Like, you should know that. Mm -hmm. And just like, maybe they do know that, but it's cool to hear it. <laughs> oh, totally. One of my you love know? languages is definitely words of affirmation. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that's just 
And it doesn't, again, it doesn't always have to be, because we mostly hear that in a romantic sense, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think that communication is definitely one of them. I definitely love to talk things through. Um, I like to kind of, like, nip conflict in the bud <laughs> a little yeah. bit. Um, and, and just, yeah, again, coming back to perspective, coming back to self-awareness, understanding your own um, responsibility and your own... Um, like I guess your own actions and and things like that is an ownership of things mm-hmm. is super important um, and so yeah definitely communication um, adventure I love to have fun and try new things and I kind of have a never say no attitude a little bit mm-hmm. <laughs> which is why when you suggested to do this podcast I was like yes <laughs> like no just doesn't even think about it no. like I don't think I even asked you any questions I was no. like yeah for sure why yeah. not come down like I have a really why not attitude in life in general um just because literally why not um <laughs> uh and I think it's just give like it's provided so much adventure and joy and unexpected things to happen and not all good of course not um but kind of just like riding the wave is just like my bread and butter I love that I love trying new things it's my favorite thing in the world um yeah I would say so come what did I say communication (laughs) adventure um respect for sure just having a genuine respect for who you're in a relationship with or with your friends um and you know that includes obviously I think respect includes loyalty um of course I think that's almost inevitable um if you respect someone you would be loyal to them (laughs) and vice versa um and so and then also I think lightheartedness and bringing that sense of joy and fun um that's a good one yeah can't take things too seriously absolutely you have to be able obviously to pull it together absolutely and there's a time and a place for sure Uh uh-huh and and gosh the fifth I'd say support um I think that I can definitely be a really supportive partner um in and I really I love to have an independent relationship where you know we're not codependent and we are both our own person and striving for our own successes um and just like building each other up um and and whatever you need to be the best version of yourself I will try to somehow aid you in and provide some whatever you need and everyone needs different kinds of support um some people need more emotional support um and I think that it's you know just kind of getting to know your partner and and reading them and understanding and being vocal about the support that you need. Which goes back to the communication. Exactly. Um, and just being super honest and open and straightforward mm-hmm. um, with, with where you're at. And I think, again, that comes back to self-awareness. Like everything seems in my life honestly comes back to that self-awareness because you cannot vocalize the support that you need or the love that you need Um, from someone else if you don't know it yourself and I think that's why it's like really important to take the time to know Annalie from the inside out Mm -hmm. and and she'll change over time absolutely I'm speaking about myself in third person (laughs) I love (laughs) it but like (laughs) uh that's something I would do too um but I think it's just really important to 
really analyze the type of support that you need from a partner and that's going to change depending on what season you're in um and kind of going from there um and I think that that's really really important in any sort of relationship whether that be romantic or or friendship Mm -hmm. we also talked about the importance of you know, cutting the fat or cutting the te- toxicity, <laughs> right? That can yeah, linger. And absolutely. that can be um, relationships, friendships, work mm-hmm. experiences. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. yeah. And I think for me, when it comes in terms of, of, you know, I've struggled with this aspect of relationships because I'm on the end of the spectrum that's quick to cut people off, quick to cut ties. Um, the minute that I feel kind of uncomfortable or I know that this relationship will not last or I'm not interested anymore, I tend to just cut ties and move on. Um, And sometimes I do that prematurely Mm -hmm. because maybe perhaps out of a fear of getting hurt, Mm -hmm. um, perhaps it's, I mean, it could be a whole bunch of different reasons. And so, and perhaps it's also a fear of conflict or a fear of like, you know, not being wanted or, I mean, there's so many different reasons and I notice that I do tend to kind of like cut things off quickly and never look back um to the point where like I forget certain relationships that have happened in certain moments because I'm so emotionally detached from them and that is something that yoga has really helped me bring to the surface um and there's a lot of things especially in this past year where I didn't realize I did I think we go through life having these like patterns and habits um, and like mental processes that when we actually take time and think about them, we're like, oh shit, like that's how I do that. Like that's how I've been doing it. And like, this is, you know, and I think again, coming back to self-awareness, realizing your own unique patterns. And if you don't like a certain one, and there are certain patterns right now where I'm kind of like, hmm. Kate, like, not the biggest fan of, I think, and I think I need to give people more of a chance, um, and work a little bit harder in relationships, because I've been under the impression that relationships should be easy and, you know, free, and there Mm -hmm. shouldn't be a lot of conflict, just because I don't have a lot of experience with that, and the minute that there is conflict, I'm like, see ya. Yep, bye. Right? And I think that finding that balance Mm -hmm. between knowing when something is actually toxic and it's influencing your day-to-day life and your own personal contentment, because happiness, I think, is subjective in a way. Like, I think that you should strive for contentment. My yoga practice, I strive for contentment. I'm not going to be happy all the time. I think I'll be happy sometimes, I'll be sad sometimes, but I'm striving for that middle ground. Mm-hmm. And that's where you feel the most grounded yeah. and the most balanced. Um, and so I think that you need to, if you notice that someone's in your life that is only you're around them, and perhaps it has nothing to do with them. It perhaps has something to do with, you know, your personality, their personality. It's just not jiving for mm-hmm. some reason or whatever it may be, knowing that, you know, Perhaps I don't want to continue with this friendship and it has, it's not a fault thing. It's not a, you did this, I did this, let's blame game. It's more of a, I don't think that this is a productive, um, relationship anymore that is leading to both of our well-being and growth. Mm-hmm. And it's super that lo- like coming back to logic and straightforwardness and again, 
self-awareness because you have to know who you are and what you, how you want to be treated and how you want to be loved. And that's different for every single person. And so coming back to that and knowing, okay, this is, I'm not feeling good about myself after I see you or after we communicate. Um, this is why, and I don't think we should continue this further. Mm -hmm. Um, and it, it has nothing to do with, you know, again, like this blame, it's more just to do with the people grow apart over time. And I think that through whatever season you're in, you're going to attract different people in your life. That's mm -hmm. just the way that it goes. Mm-hmm. And you keep talking about seasons too. Yeah. I'm, I'm very much, I'm on the same page yeah. with this, but even just for people listening, when you talk about seasons of life or mm -hmm. seasons of your practice, mm -hmm. uh, can you speak a bit to that? Yeah, absolutely. So I think that, I think that we, you know, just as seasons change, um, like our own seasons change as well. Um, and I think that we do go through some lower lows that are kind of lulls over a longer period of time, perhaps, um, where we're just maybe processing or, you know, we're just realizing something that we haven't quite realized. Um, and I think then we have these super epic high highs where, you know, the world is your oyster and you just feel so fulfilled. And I think that there's always going to be that sort of balance and just finding the balance between those times and knowing that it's okay to, if perhaps you're in a lull of like low, in a low period or low season where, um, and knowing that that's okay, um, but kind of working towards like knowing what you need to learn from that period mm -hmm. and and that's how you can grow out of it I think yeah. or grow through it not grow out of it grow through it um and so my yoga practice it's super interesting because let's say I'm in you know a season where eh, I'm feeling a little bit insecure or perhaps you know I'm not feeling my most confident self um or let's say I feel really closed off in my heart um and you know, I, I don't feel very, I feel detached, ex extremely detached. Uh, I notice that I'll avoid doing heart openers on my yoga mat. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Super interesting. So I avoid doing backbends. I avoid opening my heart at all, like physically, <laughs> uh, on my yoga mat. And then you realize that. And then I have a practice where I do, I'm still not feeling the greatest and I do all of these like super expansive heart, heart openers and I'm like, holy, I really missed this. Like I needed this. Mm -hmm. um, and so I notice that I tend to avoid things on the mat that I'm avoiding in life. Mm -hmm. um, and the two are like so interconnected. Um, and sometimes, you know, it could be that I'm feeling super low and I have an epic upbeat energized practice or the other way around sometimes I am feeling like you know aces and I just best day ever and I get to my mat and it's a horrible practice mm -hmm. like that happens yeah um you know and so you're kind of like oh like what pardon yeah <laughs> um like wasn't expecting this and then you just work through that move through it um and I think that it's just there to it's consistency every single day is so different um and it just provides you that space to be present and be with yourself, meet you, yourself, and your body exactly where it is. I say that when I teach all the time that, you know, just meet yourself today. Like, this isn't about 
tomorrow's practice. This isn't about yesterday's practice. You know, maybe you could do a scorpion handstand yesterday. Well, just kidding. Can't do it today. Mm -hmm. And you, you're got to be cool with that. And you've got to say, you know, that's okay. Like this is this again, let's remove ego from this practice and just meet myself and my body exactly where I am. Um, and that's where like that presence comes in, comes in and, and you do that on and off the mat. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where the two, it, it really blends together. Um, and yeah, it's just like a consistency um, and just like having that, that time every day to come back to yourself and give mm-hmm. yourself that time. And sometimes that's 10 minutes and sometimes that's three hours. It's yeah. different every day. The hand in hand between self-awareness and the removal of ego mm-hmm. is so powerful. Yeah, absolutely. I think that when I first started my yoga practice, it came from a very egotistical place because I've always been um, athletic. I came from an athletic background. I think a lot of people can relate to this um, where, you know, they come from a background that perhaps they were like an athlete or I always have a lot of, (laughs) um, it's actually really interesting in my yoga classes, I have almost 50-50% men and women, Mm -hmm. which is fascinating to me um, because I have a huge number of like middle-aged very fit males who come to my classes and you know at the beginning you can tell like that they go to the gym and they work out a lot and they're (laughs) kind of frustrated um and get a little like you know like (sighs) like you hear the sighs um and then you know as they keep coming back and and just really like seeing that this practice isn't about the ego at all and when you remove that it becomes so special but Mm -hmm. that's okay if it comes back you know and I think it's not like some people feel really bad when they have an ego-filled practice I still have them where I get onto the mat and I get frustrated because I can't do something I can't do a pose Um, and it kind of ruins my mood for about 2.5 seconds and immediately the yoga practice and my consistent yoga practice has um, helped me have that response uh like shortened in half like I get frustrated for like two seconds and then I'm like that's stupid like why are you doing this in the first place mm-hmm. and then I come back and I'm like ha 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 and then I laugh and I dance and I turn up the music really loud and it's just like a good time <laughs> yeah um and so I think that you know ego self-awareness knowing why you're feeling something when you're feeling it is is definitely really important and it just like really translates on on the mat in mm-hmm. ways that sometimes you don't expect yeah <laughs> so yeah it's been yeah it's been honestly such a amazing journey um and in both a physical and mental and, and spiritual sense absolutely mm-hmm. in addition to your yoga practice what does mm-hmm. self-care look like in your life yeah so i feel like I'm not someone who has, like, a really strict routine. Um, Any sort of, like, rules, routines, anything I have to do, um, I tend to not want to do. Again, that's, like, the Aquarius in me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, So I just like to... So I like to, like, free expectation and have, like, little pressure. Mm -hmm. So that means that, like, you know, I get up in the mornings and I'll always, like, you know, take a little bit of time, have some coffee and... And just kind of listen to some music and just start my day in a really, like, positive way. Um, I'll always do some sort of physical activity most days, whether that be a walk. Again, no strings attached, no pressure. Um, Sometimes I'm just like, eh, let's just go for a walk today. Sometimes I go to the gym for three hours. Like, it's different every day. Um, And also that means, you know, 
spending time. I think a lot of self-care for me is taking time by myself. Um, I'm definitely like an introverted extrovert where I love to socialize mm -hmm. and, but then I'm like exhausted. Yeah. Um, and then I really need my alone time. Um, and I love hanging out with myself. <laughs> yeah. Like it's super fun. Yeah. I love, um, just kind of, you know, being, I cleaning is kind of a form of self care, which sounds odd, but I'm kind of a clean freak sometimes. <laughs> and I definitely love, I just find it really therapeutic to clean. Um, so I clean my apartment a few times a week, <laughs> um, and just kind of, yeah, I definitely, you're like looking around like, <laughs> it's, it is, it's, it's meticulous. <laughs> well, it's like, it's like clean, but not, you know, clean, but not. It's like, it's a great space. Thanks. Yeah. It's definitely super like calming mm -hmm. and I've like designed it in a way that's very like, I don't know, just me, <laughs> very me. Um, but yeah, just like different things like that. Um, definitely taking that time to be by myself, um, is, is important for self-care. Um, yeah, I feel like I don't, I'm like the wrong person to ask for that because I don't have a specific self-care routine. I think you've just nailed it. You know, mine's super all over the place, but I kind of try to like get in, I try to eat healthy foods. I try to work out most days, not because I have to, but because it makes me feel good. Um, and just, yeah, I just try to like get that in, into my day and mm -hmm. like release pressure. Yeah. I feel like when it comes to like, how do you practice yoga six days a week? Or like, how do I work out? And how do I do this in school and balance life? Everything. It's like, I don't feel like I have to do any of those things. No, I want those are, to. You want to. Absolutely. Because it makes me priority. feel good. Absolutely. Yes. And you know, I make the time for mm -hmm. it. Um, and some days I don't have time and that's okay. Like, it's not the biggest deal. Yeah. If I don't get on my mat, I didn't, well, actually, no, I did yesterday. But, like, if I don't get on my mat, like, that, I'm not gonna be angry with myself for mm -hmm. that or say, oh, like, I'm not a good yogi because I didn't practice today. Yeah. No, like, accept yourself where you are. Like, meet yourself where you are. I always mm -hmm. come back to that. And just be kind to yourself. Like, yeah. you don't need to be this perfectly perfect person every day of your life and you know follow this strict routine we're not robots I think it's just really important to just be really accepting and like be gracious with yourself mm -hmm. um and you know yeah meet yourself where you are um, and I think that is a lot to do with self-care yeah not be so freaking hard on yourself well we all are aren't we we in really are in some way on some <laughs> level and just yeah. that check back in that self-awareness of just like totally. okay well that wasn't very nice to myself or yeah absolutely and yeah, like I didn't need to respond that way or absolutely yeah. and just you know being yeah just having a positive mm -hmm. narrative to yourself is definitely really really important yeah yeah <laughs> well thank you yeah thank, thank you, you so much oh, thank you yeah. <laughs> I, I will be back <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, there you have it, guys. Another episode of the Safe Haven Podcast. Please make sure that you subscribe, like, share these episodes, and comment as you follow along. Your generous support keeps the sharing and messages coming your way. You can find the Safe Haven Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and on Podbean. You can also follow along on Instagram at the Safe Haven Podcast for the latest updates. I'll talk to you next week. Bye. Oh, should I say bye? No. You can edit that. <laughs> <laughs> Emily bye. says bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs>